July 4th, 2022, the Sorry State of the Union by me, Dr. J.T. Gossman. Whether you consider yourself to be a Republican or a Democrat, a liberal or a conservative, I hope you're sufficiently committed to freedom and humanity to listen to what I have to say. You know, I've always been extremely patriotic. I joined the Army when our country was at war because I felt it was my duty. I felt a sense of obligation to this country that had given me so much. By the time I turned 40, I'd served in uniform for nearly my entire life as a paramedic, a police officer, and as a soldier. I've led, bled, and buried buddies from my community and my country. After 9-11, I left the private sector and returned to service working with the government. I proudly led the development and deployment of many of the leading-edge capabilities, the AI machine learning systems that are still being relied on by the U.S. intelligence, defense, and security agencies to keep us all safe. Look, I'm unapologetic about my patriotism and always have been. I still salute whenever I pass a flag or a veteran's memorial, and I stop at Arlington every time I'm in D.C. to visit fallen friends. I look, though, now at the country that I've loved for so long, and frankly, it breaks my heart. The current incarnation of the GOP, and Trump particularly, are a threat to our democracy, and by extension to the world. Just this past week, the legacy of Trump's xenophobic policies resulted in the death of 50 migrants who boiled to death in the back of a tractor trailer. At a report just a few weeks ago about thousands of people who've been critically injured and killed as a consequence of trying to scale his asinine wall. And many of his supporters, whose parents and grandparents come from somewhere else, now think the lives of people whose skin is a shade darker than theirs don't deserve to live. And look at the vestiges of what Trump unleashed politically. A Republican Party that is no longer conservative, they're, I think, inarguably fascist. An emboldened Vladimir Putin who is now engaged in a war that can only be described as a genocidal act of terrorism in Ukraine. And, and topping it off, a coup. A coup that we're coming to discover Trump planned and nearly pulled off just so he could remain in power. In the course of these January 6th committee hearings that I've been watching just a few days ago, Cassidy Hutchinson, a 25-year-old woman, testified about the absolute insanity she witnessed firsthand. This was a woman who was in the room. She had a front row seat to this insanity. America now fully embraces the notion of a plutocracy. I don't know, maybe we always have. But there's a fine line between plutocracy, kleptocracy, and outright dictatorship. Policies being advocated by Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, and Donald Trump, and wholly embraced by the entire GOP, disproportionately adversely impact people with limited means. Many of the very same people, they are conning into supporting them. There are countless examples of how these un-American members of the House are trying to burn down our House. But there are five examples I want to take a few minutes to emphasize. The first is COVID. You know... As I record this, over a million Americans have died. A million Americans have died, many of them because they couldn't admit to themselves that their guy, Donald Trump, was a madman and a moron. Even when he told people to drink bleach and that COVID would go away one day like magic, magically it'll just go away, they still followed his lead, not wearing masks. Are you kidding me? Not taking a life-saving vaccine, people who've had over a dozen other vaccines during the course of their life, 
this vaccine, which has been given now to millions of people with less adverse impact than pretty much any vaccine in history, but Donald Trump said he doesn't think COVID is real. And so we're, we're now at over a million deaths in the United States. Issue number two is Roe versus Wade. You know, just this past week, just a few days ago, in fact, the United States Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. And people, this isn't just about abortion. This is about the infantilization of women. This is about telling women they're not sophisticated enough, they're not smart enough, they're not capable to make their own decisions, that the government should make those decisions for them. You know, and and I've always wanted to ask the people who are so unequivocally opposed to abortion, how many children they've taken in? How many of them, those children they've taken are drug addicted or deformed? How many of them were born to 12-year-olds who've been raped by their father? You know, when I was with the Douglas County Sheriff's Office, we had a guy in custody who raped all three of his daughters. They ranged in age from six to 12. They only found out what he was doing when his oldest daughter was pregnant. They found out she was pregnant with his child, with her sister. She was pregnant with her own sister. Their mother brought those three girls to visit this piece of human trash every week in the jail. We're okay with that. We're okay with forcing that 12-year-old girl to have her father's baby. I I, I just don't get that. The, The third example, the third issue is gun violence. You know, I've read the Constitution front to back numerous times, and this is not what the Second Amendment says. The Second Amendment says, and I'm quoting here, I'm reading right from the document right now, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. They were talking about a militia, a well-regulated militia. It's the first line, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. For the state to remain secure, we need a well-regulated militia. And by the way, the founders were talking about muskets, not machine guns. You know, even hyper-conservative Chief Justice of the United States, Warren Burger, said that the Second Amendment, and, and I'm quoting him here, quote, has been the subject of one of the greatest pieces of fraud, I repeat the word fraud, on the American public by special interest groups that I have ever seen in my lifetime, unquote. We're going to link to a video of his statements, of his assessment on our website. I'd encourage you to view the video for yourself. And by the way, you don't even have to view it. Simple logic. Should an 18-year-old be allowed to own a tactical nuclear weapon, a bazooka, a flamethrower, then why should they be allowed to own any weapons of war? You know, guns are now the leading cause of death of children in the United States of America. Say that again. In the United States of America, guns are the leading cause of death of children. And as to that contention from the right that this is all a mental health issue, look, Americans are not more inherently homicidal than any other group of people. This is nothing more or less than a gun lobby that's interested in profiting and profiteering, even if that means from the death of our children. As to the contention, by the way, that we should give good guys more guns and that'll solve the problem, I am as well-trained as it's possible for a person to be. I attended two police academies and I taught in one. 
I not only qualified as a weapons expert while I was in the Army, I was trained as a sniper, and I served as an armorer. I fought professionally for years and taught defensive tactics. I've literally fired tens of thousands of rounds and had hundreds of hours of training. And if I had a loaded gun on my hip when a lunatic ran into a room firing an AR-15 or an AK-47, I'd be dead before you could blink. Don't tell me if we gave good guys more guns, that would solve the problem. Look at what just happened in Uvalde, Texas. There were more guns than at an NRA conference, and yet... You know, nearly 90% of us agree that we should have sensible gun laws. That's the most frustrating part, because even despite that, too many Republicans are in the pocket of the NRA and the gun manufacturers to make that possible, to even have common sense gun laws. You know, I had a show ID last week to buy some Sudafed. And they would only sell me one box. And yet, if I went next door to the gun store, I could buy as many guns and as much ammo as I wanted. The third issue I want to talk about is voting rights. When my grandma was born, it would have been illegal for her to vote when she became an adult. It wasn't legal for women to vote when my grandmother was born. We're not talking ancient history here. Black people were considered fractional human beings for most of American history. One of the two major American political parties is trying to roll all that back. Apparently, to make America great again means we should return to the 1850s. I just don't understand it. How can anyone be against voting rights and making it easier for people to vote? Yeah, the, the final one, the fifth and final example I want to talk about today of how we're going off the rails is the big lie. You know... People who gleefully supported the nonsensical Benghazi hearings, which fully exonerated Hillary Clinton, by the way, they continue to call the two impeachments, the Mueller investigation, and the January 6th committee witch hunts because they're going after their guy, after Donald Trump. You know, they conveniently ignore the fact that Trump is the greatest grifter in history. And by the way, in what become his final scam, he took his supporters for hundreds of millions of dollars based on this big lie. He's cashing in on it. The big lie has become the big scam, as several have already noted. And for those of you who think otherwise, do you honestly think Donald Trump would have anything to do with the very voters who voted for him, the people who he holds in absolute contempt? Do you think you're getting an invitation to Mar-a-Lago to have lunch with him? I don't think so. You know, if that's the big lie, I have to ask myself, what are the lies are there that are corrupting our country? President Kennedy, JFK, once said, quote, the great enemy of truth is very often not the lie, deliberate, contrived, and dishonest, but the myth, persistent, persuasive, and unrealistic. What are the myths, mistruths, and flat-out lies that are crippling our country and freedoms around the world for that matter? What are we telling ourselves? What are we telling each other? And what is the new narrative have to be? I would love to hear from you. Any ideas you have for how we can right the ship, how we can set ourselves in a new and better direction, anything we can do to make a better tomorrow starting today, please write into the show. Please let us know. We'll look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Thanks.